My name is Rob Lewinsky. My company is Brielle Cinemas, named after my daughter, Brielle. Uh, basically, uh, what I do is a film buyer for movie theaters around the United States. I decide what films they play in their theaters because these are mom and pop owned, uh, twins, triples, quads. So they're not big 14, 16 plexes where you could just book a film in and not worry about what you're playing because you can never be wrong. So my job as a film buyer is to try to see every film that's out there. If not, somebody from my organization will see. And so we can basically have a discussion with our clients to you know, explain to them what we thought of the film and to give them input. And because a lot of clients would, there's so much informa more information out there now on the internet. So clients know what movies are coming up. They know a lot about it. They could you know, see what the projected grosses are. But the bottom line is when you need to really be there in the theater to see a film and really get a feel for it. I, I program about um, 45 locations, which is about 190 screens in the United States. And I have theaters in Florida, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. Um, that's pretty much the uh, markets that I cover, but it doesn't stop me from being able to book a theater in California because we're pretty much doing business with all the different offices. There's only, um, pretty much there's only two uh, branches in the United States now. It's New York and L.A., whereas when I first started in the business 40 years ago, there was branches in almost every city and a state. And so it was a lot different then. But now the things with uh, the Internet, computers, they don't need all of these offices. They don't need all these people. So that's why now it's New York, L.A., and that's it. So you can do business anywhere, book any theater, as long as you have a good knowledge of uh, you know, what you're doing. If I'm, if I'm going to take on a client, I'll make it a point to get out and visit the theater. Whether I have to hop on a plane or get in my car, I'm going to drive to that location or fly to it just to uh, know what I'm dealing with and you know, knowing the demographics of the area. And uh, that's, that's really... Uh, and then you can also look at Rentrack. Rentrack is the uh, source of where you get all the grosses for all the theaters. So I have access to that. You know, owning a theater circuit, they give me full access. And I could see every theater in the United States, what they're grossing. And uh, so that gives you, uh, you know, a leg up on things also. Arnold uh, reached out through a, uh, a friend of his who I didn't know at the time. And uh, he got our number, and he uh, he contacted. You didn't know I didn't know Milk at the time. Know. No, and Arnold called, contacted us to see if we'd, we would be interested in booking a theater. And um, you know, I never turned down a, a, an account, you know. And so uh, from there, I mean, we've become personal friends. I mean, it's been how many years, Arnold? I let him chime in. Twenty. Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Um, and we, you know. We've stayed at one another's houses, and but the unique thing about Arnold is he's just a real showman. 
I mean, not a lot of people do what he does in the business, where he'll do, he'll get up before the audience, announce the film. Not not every day, every show, but he does, and he and he does a, uh, he has a cinema club, and he's just he's he's a throwback to the old days of being a real showman, and he has such a passion for this business, and I could understand. His getting uptight sometimes when studios are eliminating ads in the paper and all of that. And this is such a small yeah, market. They'll award me the picture exclusively and then take out a big ad in the register that says, and now playing everywhere. They just put a generic and then ad in. I said, by the way. And then they would get angry at me and, and say, well, say, you don't want to play a quick if you don't have to. That's their answer. But... It's, it's happening all over the United States. Even I've seen ads in New York City now in the New York Times opening at a theater near you. And it's like, you know, they should have the Manhattan theaters listed. But, you know, that's the way of the world. They just feel the Internet and, you know, other sources uh, of information that, you know, people are looking at this day and age that, you know, they eliminate the uh, movie clocks in the newspapers and all that stuff. So I'm based out of uh, my home in New Jersey, Wayne, New Jersey. Uh, I used to uh, work for a gentleman named Ron Lesser, Lesser Theater Service. Uh, I worked for him from 1990 till I took over the company from him in 2006, I believe. And then I renamed the company Brielle Cinemas. We worked in Soho at the time. Great neighborhood. Great, you know. But one thing I don't miss is commuting into the city every day. I do go in quite often during the week to go to school. Who assistant to work remotely? Is it during the same office? So I go in for screenings because uh, the studios have private screening rooms in Manhattan. So I go to their screenings. Or they hold them. Uh, they're using 42nd Street, either the Regal... Uh, the Regal Theater or the Empire for screenings, so I'll go in there for that. And then also part of my job is to negotiate what the clients pay terms back to the studios. So, yeah, one thing about my job is I have to know, you know, even the smallest of films, you, you really need to have a handle of that. And uh, it's it's very important because, because you never know when there's, there's going to be that diamond in the rough. And, you know, so uh, that's what I try to keep my eye on. Those little, the big blockbusters, that's easy. You know, I could get that. I could, and one, one, one issue I've encountered now, even with the digital conversion, is that when you have low-grossing theaters, the studios are now, because of this, so much access to grosses and seeing the potential of theaters that... They'll say, well, that's a low-grossing theater, and we really don't want to go. And on a 3,300-print run, break, release in the United States, they're still saying, well, that theater doesn't gross, and my job is to fight for these guys, to put the pressure on them, even though you know, they're showing me uh, comparable grosses of other pictures. and Because these guys need to survive. They spent all this money on digital equipment, that we need every possible picture. We install this digital. It doesn't cost you that much to make a hard drive. Hard drives are about $50. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's really the only argument yeah. you could, I could use. So, And, I and it's a relationship because, you know, we when they need theaters from me, I deliver. And, you know, when I need for these little guys, I expect the same thing from them to say okay let's take care of rob and uh, so but it's an ongoing fight it's you know and that's my job representing these guys and 
you know, I do take it personally sometimes too, because I feel that if it was my theater, I'd want, I'm treating it like it's my own theater. Yeah, I take it to heart. So, well, I'm here to see all the uh, upcoming art product, and you know, we're going to see studio product too. So I'll get a leg up on this and can go back and talk to my clients of what I've seen that hasn't been released yet and what they're going to be possibly be playing in their theaters. So, and, and I love movies. So, 